We welcome everyone to today's hearing on Facebook's social media privacy and the use and dish and abuse of data. Our witness today is Mark Zuckerberg, founder, chairman, chief executive officer of Facebook. Mr. Zuckerberg's launched Facebook February 4th, 2004, at the age of 19. I now turn to you. Welcome to the committee. Uh, and uh, whatever your statement is orally, if you have a longer one, it'll be included in the record. So proceed, sir. Chairman Grassley, Chairman Thune, uh, Ranking Member Feinstein, and Ranking Member Nelson, and members of the committee, we face a number of important issues around privacy, safety, and democracy. And you will rightfully have some hard questions for me to answer. Welcome back to Trending in Education. Dan Strafford, Michael Palmer, Brandon Jones along with you as we talk about the most recent congressional hearings around Facebook, data privacy, and more. But first, want to check in with Brandon and Mike. Mike, you first. You're the one who just came back from a trip to Italy. How was your trip? What's it like to be back in the States? And what can you share with us uh, from uh, your, your travels? Uh, there's a lot in that question. Uh, the, the trip was fantastic. Uh, and I'm happy to be back. Hi, Mike. Hey, Brandon. Welcome back. Thanks, man. Hi, Dan. Hi, Brandon. Um, I was making the joke that you were Milan Rouge. Ooh. This, is, this is another redhead thing. I see. Um, yes. Because you were in Milan. Milan, yes. Yeah. Yeah. What, did you see Milan AC? Uh, did you see a footy match? I did not. Ah. Yes. But what, was Milan, was it nice? I liked Milan. Yeah. yeah. Milan was the last leg in our trip. So, uh, so just going, uh, going forward, uh, you know, in the, in the way that we, we saw the northern Italy. We flew into Malpensa Airport, which is just outside of Milan. And this we, before you continue with your journey, this is you and and, and my wife and, and your and your now wife, my now uh, wife. A, a former yes. Kinetic Education uh, podcast, yes, a viewing partner, yep. Robin, yes, Robin yeah. Naden, yeah. And we had so we landed, uh, we we went out to Como, uh, Como, Como, uh, beautiful lake region in northern Italy, uh, where uh, the the Clooney's. Uh, live George mm -hmm. and Amal. They weren't available for uh, some reason. Yeah. Yep. I guess they were out of town. Get them next time. Uh, and we'll catch them next time. Uh, but beautiful uh, lake country. Uh, we went up to Bellagio, which was a little cruise from Como up to Bellagio, uh, which is uh, still on Lake Como. Uh, and uh, didn't realize there's Alps right there. You can sure see, are. You can see Alps from the mm. lake. That's like you know, it's like Pretty almost nice. Switzerland. Is yeah. beautiful up there. Those lake towns. Lovely. Uh, then we headed down to Florence for three nights. Florence, uh, Firenze, uh, Firenze is how they say it in Italian, uh, was, uh, was, that was beautiful. Uh, and then from there, we uh, went over to the Ligurian coast, uh, Cinque Terre. Uh, so the five towns, five. The Ligurian coast, that's half lion, half tiger coast? Uh, Ligurian, could be, could yeah. be, yeah. Or is this different though? Um, I think, I, I would have to look it up, but I think it's probably different. Okay, got it. Uh, but but uh, yeah, it's like uh, n the northwest co Mediterranean coast of, uh, of Italy. Uh, five towns, only accessible by train and by foot. Uh, and you can hike... Uh, between the towns and uh, they're beautiful, uh, historic. It's like a national park, uh, really would recommend. Uh, it's like the Italian Riviera, you always see those like, uh, almost like postcard looking towns, that's, that's where we were. 
and then uh, and then from there we had an, a night in Genoa. Um, also a great uh, Marx Brothers. Uh, no, they never, they never did that. <laughs> and then uh, and then our last night was in uh, was in Milan, which uh, Milan uh, gets maligned. Mm, you see what I did there? I t- I sure do. Uh, from time to time, uh, great great cookies, uh, Pepperidge Farm Milano. The, the Milanos, yes, yeah. yes. But uh, but we actually had, we had a wonderful uh, wonderful final night in Milan, uh, and uh, and then flew flew back home. And I'm uh, mostly unlagged now. I think I'm uh, I'm I'm here. I'm still I'm in my vacation uh, chill. Right? Yeah, I see it. You've actually and and chill. this is especially good for the listeners. Yeah. Mike has grown a beard. You might, you can hear it, right? Yeah, it's real. Hang on, hang on, wait. There it is. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, right. hear, yeah. hear the, yeah. you're like Tormund Giants Bane. Like, you don't fear yes. the beard, you yes. hear the beard here on the podcast. Oh, yeah. That's topical. Yeah. yeah, you're not like, you're like the James Harden of this podcast. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I uh, you know, reaching an age where uh, my beard growth probably won't get any better. So I figure if I'm going to, if I'm going to grow a full beard, mm. It might be time. Yeah. And I had enough days out so that I could spare you guys. It's still kind of in between Z, uh-huh. but it was really in between Z while I was in Italy. <laughs> and, and, you know, why not? Yeah. Beards, why? they grow on you. Why yeah. not? Yeah. That's yeah. good. Yeah. And I see so, you've grown a beard. I sure have, like yeah. about 15 years ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So our, list- on it. our listeners may not know that. They may not, but yeah. now they do. The yeah. more you know. Yeah. You know, that's what yeah. we say. Two, two bearded guys in Dan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the etymology. Uh, the name Liguria predates Latin, so they can't even trace it back to, to Latin. Wow. Uh, but they trace it back to a couple of other uh, areas, and uh, they believe the name comes from a maritime people or sailors. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Ligurian coast, not half tiger, half line, but a good guess, Brendan. I appreciate yeah. you mm-hmm. getting after it here early on the podcast. Sure I am. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike, any learnings, any education while you were abroad? Plenty of learnings. Yeah, uh, I, de- I definitely would say train travel in Italy is pretty great. And uh, we weren't sure exactly what we were getting into, um, but it was a one- it's a beautiful way to see the country. And uh, it's only a few extra euro to go first class. And, uh, and then you get some room also not going first class in a crowded uh, Italian train was, was challenging at times. But, uh, but you get- we all make choices. Uh, and... Uh, I thought it was a great way to get around. I definitely would recommend, um, you know, the Ligurian coast, Cinque Terre, especially Cinque Terre. I don't know. I don't know how to pronounce that. Uh, and uh, you would think because I went there, I would have learned. But uh, I just read it a lot. Um, there also, I, you know, folks are very tolerant of uh, people whose Italian is not uh, so great. So, so I thought that was good. Great food, great wine. Um, really good seafood, too, in Liguria. Uh, so I like saying Liguria. It sounds a little Westeros, right? It, it does. Bit, you just go past Zorn. I'm telling you, you right. Take, it's you like Tormund's Giants Band is, yeah. is here yeah, on, 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 on the here. pod. That's me. Yeah. All right. Uh, do, are we ready to transition? Are we ready to talk Facebook? Or do you want to bask in the afterglow of the, the Mike's face, face. Uh, this whole time? So yeah. I think that's, uh, let, let's just, let's just let's, go do let's, it, Dan. Let's roll. We uh, get to talk today about uh, Mark Zuckerberg. Uh, you may have heard him reference here on the podcast before. And I guess, Mike, I can ask, are you sharing pictures of your trip on Facebook? Were you sharing images and, and findings from your trip on Facebook, on your personal Facebook account? Uh, interesting question. I've been off the book. Uh, so, uh, you know, I was, I went through a phase post, uh, 16 election where I was off Facebook for maybe three or four months and then gradually got back on a little more. And then, um, 
uh, around New Year's, I remember Brandon was saying uh, less Facebook, more faces, more books, uh, and uh, deleted Facebook off my phone, uh, although I hadn't deleted my account yet. And then, uh, and then Cambridge Analytica happened, and I was like, you know, I really don't want to. I don't want to do it. So even, uh, you know, I got married, and you know, if, if you're a Facebook friend of mine and you're also a show listener, <laughs> by the way, I got married. But yeah. I talked about that a couple of shows ago. But I've sort of consciously not been on the book, even on my birthday. You know, it was my birthday while I was out there in Italy, and uh, normally I. I view a birthday as a nice day for like harvesting, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but I made, uh, made a conscious choice. I haven't really been on Facebook, uh, I don't think since I got married, you know, so it's probably been almost a month now. Uh, and honestly, I'm not missing it. Like I, I do find that, um, you know, breaking the habit is hard. Uh, but once you break the habit, I think, you know, it was really interesting going through, uh, going through <laughs> enjoying a life event like being married um, <laughs> we'll clean that up in post but uh but 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 having been married recently um having to track down my friends and actually communicate either in person or through a text message or through other means rather than like a broadcast format like um like facebook uh i think has been really rewarding in part because it's a little harder right um, and so it makes the makes the interaction almost more meaningful when you're, you don't have access to kind of that broadcast format. So uh, that being said, uh, as much as I'm acting like um, uh, above the fray, uh, I've been Instagramming right. like, like a fool. You're so, an Insta. Yeah. So my, I, you know, and you know, Instagram, like you go to Italy, you're going to take amazing uh, photographs. Uh, so I did have uh, quite a few there. Uh, and, uh, and that's more where I've been uh, spending my, my social media time, but, but obviously, while you're traveling, you spend less time on social media anyway. So I, uh, off, off the book. I, uh, I also deleted Facebook from my phone. I've been on it a lot less and have noticed a similar process of actually reaching out to people directly, more phone calls, more uh, text messaging, and more uh, video chats to discuss things rather than broadcasting, as you said, Mike. And for those of you who don't know, who haven't seen some background here, uh, Mark Zuckerberg was asked to come speak to uh, Congress and uh, the House and the Senate, different committees to discuss Facebook, their privacy uh, settings, uh, and uh, really Brandon spurning uh, or starting, sorry, from Cambridge Analytica and other uh, 2016 election questions that may have happened on Facebook. So he went in front of Congress and, and had to answer questions around privacy settings and, and the like. Um, I, have you been watching the hearings? Have you been, uh, Brandon, somebody who has been intently uh, interested in what's happening there? Or do you think this is uh, sort of much ado about nothing uh, in Congress and, and having Zuckerberg there really won't lead to any meaningful change? Yeah, so I, I think it's much ado about much, actually. Um, I haven't been watching, although I have listened to a decent amount of audio from the congressional hearings. Uh, it's fascinating. I, I think there are a few points to, to make. Um, one, uh, so Facebook has a has a population of about 2.2 billion users. And I heard this somewhere, so this is not a, a Brandon original. I, I don't remember where, so I can't uh, attribute it. But, um, you know, when you think about the, the congressional leaders who were, you know, who were interviewing him or, or um, uh, in some cases, grilling him, uh, they are the you know elected officials leading a population of 350 plus million Americans. Um, you know, so although Mark Zuckerberg can't 
you know, rally a, um, uh, an army or levy an army or, or charge taxes. Like he, he has a, a very real influence on a population that's many times the size of the population that those congressional members, um, senators uh, that they impact. So it, it would, that, that was an interesting dynamic uh, there is like where the power dynamic really was. That's one. Two, uh, man, do these olds not know anything about anything. Like they're, 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 the, some of the, there was, I think it's, it's it, is it John Kennedy? Who's, there's a, yeah, there's a, a, a senator from, yeah, from Louisiana. Louisiana yeah. yep. I'll, uh, I'll spare folks my, uh, my John Kennedy impression, although it's quite good. Um, but the, the, the lines of questioning that Zuckerberg received from him and from others just demonstrated that there is an, a, a very significant lack of understanding of how social media and how platforms and how data uh, collection and sharing work. Mm -hmm. And I think that's actually that to me, that's the story. Mm -hmm. Like Cambridge, uh, Cambridge Analytica, Facebook, Facebook goofed up. Um, yeah. and, and I could probably say that differently if I weren't on, on air. Um, that's a story, but sure. there, there, to me, the story is, is how little, how ill-prepared the leaders, the people who are legislating are to deal with this modern economy, you know, giant company, cause mm -hmm. they just don't get it. And so, um, I think we've got, got real reason to be concerned. I think that, um, you know, you can argue uh, how much fault really could there have been uh, in the sort of like not knowing more of the unknowns, like maybe a lot, maybe a little, but um, I think we're, we're not super well equipped to deal with, uh, with that in the future, given, given just the knowledge gap. Yeah. And I, let me just say one, one last, one last of my three. This is my third. Mm -hmm. I, I don't think I advertise there are three. There are three. Okay. This is my third. You're enumerating. There's, there's always a list. Um, Mark Zuckerberg. Yes. That's where I wanted to go. Yeah. So you can pick up, I'll just lay down one that he is not. Um, I, I know that he was pillar down Saturday Night Live, but he is not a super sympathetic sounding figure even. Yes. Yes. Uh, I mean, he's awkward, but his, uh, his responses were and admittedly people were asking him like it's basically like how so how do you turn on your computer <laughs> yes i heard i heard it described as like like an eight hour long uh, tech support call yeah, yeah that's right i yeah. think i heard that same that yeah. same quote um but uh he he didn't do a particularly good job of not coming off like like a patronizing jerk yeah i i i agree i mean i i thought of him as robotic and he was so prepared so that he stopped being human. Yep. And it made me think of the Uncanny Valley. He was in the Uncanny Valley. Yeah. yeah. And remember we talked about the second Uncanny Valley. So for those of you who haven't heard, uh, you know, the Uncanny Valley is the creepy creepiness factor around robots when they start to become human, but they're not quite there. So uh, he had, he certainly had a little bit of that quality to him. And then the second Uncanny Valley is when humans abrogate their humanity by following a script, which has typically been described recently around uh, call support uh, agents who are so scripted and they can't break the script that they actually creep you out because you're like, come on, be real. Right. Um, while I was watching some of this on C-SPAN, I was like, man, he is, he's like the uncanny valley. He's like a little bit like, uh, like the Borg, right? Uh -huh. You know, from, uh, from Star Trek. Like yeah. It almost felt as though he was so practiced and like every time someone asked a question, he would say, Senator, 
That was the part that I thought it was that that Congress, was robotic, but it was also it it felt uh, <laughs> it, it felt so supercilious, so superior sounding. Yeah. The way he delivered, specifically the word senator, yeah, uh, was it was so it was it was the worst. Well, it's also because he had to. De- it's like they were literally opposite ends of the bell curve in terms of technical understanding so like he was like if if he was actually having a natural conversation he'd be like i can't are you serious i can't believe <laughs> i can't believe you just asked right, me that right but instead it was like no you can't do that and i think he was also prepped to not be condescending right but i think he was also just literally flabbergasted by the lack of understanding on the other side yeah which uh which i i think all your points are spot on too because like that to me to me, this is a, a testament to why digital citizenship, media savvy, media literacy, uh, uh, a more complex understanding of generations and learning uh, are all really important themes because the, I will say the second day from what I saw from the, the, the House of Representatives was generally they were more prepared and they kind of knew what was up. But particularly the senators who uh, I think on average are going to be older and more career politicians, they really had no clue. And then these are the folks who are going to attempt to regulate. Yeah, they're yeah. legislating, regulating these, yeah. you know, modern economy, you know, platform companies. And from a basis of like just just a tremendous uh, understanding gap. Yeah. And it was, it, yeah. Well, and also, I mean, I think it was it was odd to me that they needed to portray themselves as understanding more than they did too. Cause like, even when they, <laughs> you could see them continue to try to like land on a technical point about like data privacy and just getting worse as they kept going. And then they also understood like, these are probably the most highly rated uh, C-SPAN hearings in quite some time. Oh, sure. So like they know that they're out there and their constituency right. is actually watching them. And just to contra, I know we t- we've talked a lot about um, the, the, the students out of uh, the, the Parkland movement, but just to contrast the level of understanding the 16, 17, eight-year-olds who are, are, are speaking you know, nationally uh, and understanding how to mo- mobilize through use of social media, savviness, and probably more wariness around Facebook is you know, another trend that we've heard, to contrast those unelected teenagers to these, these politicians who are leading our culture right now. So many now. olds. It's like... It's, it's, it's really fascinating. And, and I do think their digital literacy and digital citizenship, um, even though it, it did not win, uh, it, it was upset by memes in our, in our, our, our March Madness. Um, the need is fundamental there. And, and that's one thing that I just keep coming back to. And, and even just understanding how to educate folks further on in their lives about technology is a, it's a pretty profound need. It's, uh, if you haven't watched hearings before, it is a stark reminder that these congressional, you know, Congress men and women and, and senators are doing a lot, and we know that, but they are also being fed questions by their support staff. And they are reading them sometimes for the first time live in person there. And you can see it, as you were saying, Mike, unfold where they just keep asking the same question. Even though they've gotten an answer, there's one who kept on asking about the WhatsApp. Does the WhatsApp pass information back to 
Facebook and Mark Zuckerberg to his credit kept on saying, no, no, like that, that's not how it works. And just kept hammering the same question over and over again. It's interesting to hear them talk about monopolies, mm-hmm. you know, the, the sense of Facebook as a social media monopoly and whether or not they need to regulate it as such. Uh, I think it might've been Dick Durbin, but I'm not uh, positive about it saying this is uh, something we may need to break you up. You know, like we may, we may need to, to do that. And, um, another couple of senators told him to go back and look at that privacy policy and make changes and, you know, make sure it's easier for people to read and understand. And Mike, you're talking about digital citizenship. I think that's an, an interesting point here of we all sign up for websites, whatever they may be. We, you know, we sign up, we give over our information. Is it incumbent on the user to know in signing up that they are handing over that information? Are we, you know, teaching kids, adults, senior citizens well enough that, hey, not only are you giving them your name and and password, but you're also giving them your address and your telephone number and sometimes your social security number. And they can, if you click accept, share that data. And I think, Mike, to your point about digital citizenship and and literacy, do you think it's incumbent on Facebook to be doing that side of this discussion or is it a, a government thing or is it an educational thing where we need to you know, forget about Facebook specifically and just worry about how we share data on the internet at large. Yeah, to me, I think of the choice architecture, uh, you know, opt-in versus opt-out. So that's, you know, Richard Thaler, uh, Nudge, uh, talks a lot about designing uh, 401ks, for example, so that you opt-in as a default and you opt-in to increase your contribution over time, that if simple changes like that, people tend to just accept defaults. I thought it was interesting. I forget who was talking to uh, Mark Zuckerberg. And by the way, I haven't yet used your uh, your coinage. Please but, do. But I feel like this hearing is just the tip of the Zuckerberg. I right? think it is I just mean, the like, tip we're, of the Zuckerberg. We're, we're, you know, auga, auga, dive, <laughs> dive, get under that thing because it's coming. But uh, but it's just these levels of of contrasts are are, are really striking. But um, Zuckerberg very carefully avoided a commitment to default into protecting users uh privacy like because that's very contrary to his current advertising model uh revenue model around which is really i think the only way for a free platform Mm -hmm. to i mean you could have a pay like a plus version yep um but but i think for you know for you to to monetize 2.2 billion users Mm -hmm. like the money is in ad revenue and the money is more if they have more detailed access to your, you know, your usage, your, yeah. to your data. Yeah. It's worth more. Yeah. And yeah. that, but that's why this is really the tip of the Zuckerberg because totally like, that whole advertising revenue model is fundamentally at risk because it puts uh, the trust between the consumer and the brand at in jeopardy really in its, at, at its base, even though you're getting it for free, I think more and more people are questioning what what they're providing in return for that for quote unquote free service. Um, I feel like we're just beginning that conversation and then even understanding how the the the, the places that would actually uh, establish any regulation of Facebook would really need to look to Facebook to understand how they could <laughs> yeah. be regulated. And then meanwhile, Facebook itself doesn't even understand its algorithm. You know, like it's, it's it's really a uh, fascinating uh, fascinating thing to thing to explore. We also we did see that article in Ed Surge, uh, which uh, maybe could be the last thing that 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 we'd want to touch on. Um, 
Now, Brandon, you want to talk talk to that a little bit? Yeah. So, um, you know, there there is uh, Facebook is in the headlines in the news because of what we've just been talking about because Zuckerberg going before Congress. Um, but there are there are other reasons that you know parents and kids can and, and should probably be concerned about Facebook usage, just in general. Um, you know, there is now a messenger application for children under 13 because the, the, the uh, policy is that 13, under 13 year olds can't use Facebook. What happens with those data? I, I think that we all, uh, we've talked about this on the show before, but the, the younger kids are, um, the more desirable their data are for both, you know, predators and then also predatory practices from commercial interests, you know, who are trying to get them and influence them before they become uh, have their sort of commercial interests set by uh, by other uh, influencers. Mm-hmm. So um, there there is the the whole data piece there, and how how are they protecting it beyond like anybody who is on the platform at thirteen in twenty fourteen right. when it was like the wild wild west apparently like where where Facebook also uh, they initially said it was ten million users now it's like eighty plus million users data was was harvested and, mm-hmm. and probably used against their permission uh, by Cambridge Analytica. Um, so that's one that's called out in this, uh, this EdTech article, EdSurge article, excuse me. Um, and maybe I'll just call out the other uh, headlines and then we can talk about whatever is most interesting. Um, there are privacy policies uh, beyond just um, concerns about misuse of data. There's privacy policies that it's unclear whether or not Facebook is in, uh, is in compliance with. Then there are... Um, maybe even more nefarious uh, issues like being addicted to technology and, um, you know, having the, you know, having your Insta and your Finsta, your fake Insta, and that, you know, you are, your social worth is judged by this, this sort of social presence that you've maintained. And there are, you know, there's depression and suicide and issues that, that are, are tightly tied to, um, children's uh, understanding of self-worth. And then a lot of that is being defined by these new forces that, that we don't well understand the long-term impacts of. And then, you know, Facebook, uh, Facebook as an educational tool is, mm-hmm. the, is the last piece and, you know, how educators are using it and, and not just Facebook as a platform, but as, or not Facebook as an application, but as a platform for other applications that, that plug in, Quizlet, others. Um, and you know, what's the, the good and the bad. I think your point that you've made Mike a couple times, which I think is right on is, um, technology can enable great educators to do cool things. And it can also enable lousy educators to sort of blaze their way down to the bottom. (laughs) Um, and, and so I think all of those are, 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 you know, part of what's under the surface of the Zuckerberg. Like this is all part of the conversation. Yeah. Is there one uh, one of those areas that that Mike or Dan that you feel like is uh, is a particular note? Uh, the the for me the the idea of the messenger and what data does and doesn't get transferred over to Facebook is one that from a, a parental standpoint I will keep a close eye on and understand better as as my kids grow up where where I give them access. But the one I I find intriguing, interesting from a, uh, I guess, a sad point of view is the tech addiction one, which we've talked about here on the show um, before, but it is something that former Facebook, former Google employees have come out and said, hey, we're, we're out here trying to get you addicted to our platforms. Of course we are. We want you on them. We want you using them. We want you connected to them at all times because again, that's how advertisers can, can get to you. That's how they can get your eyeballs and 
get you uh, to buy their product. So understanding how to combat that, understanding how to uh, assess it, you know, see it, um, see it in myself. I said at the top of the show that I'm, I've de- deleted Facebook from my phone. That was a big step. I, like, I was somebody who, and I am on Twitter a lot, so th- there's that as well. But um, th- it's an interesting change. Um, and it is a physical and mental change in what, how my day goes about. So understanding how to see it in other people uh, and how to assess it. And um, we've talked about social emotional learning a lot. Uh, I think it goes a long way there with students in, in high school and middle school of how they are interacting and how uh, the world has changed very quickly for them and, and how they get uh, affirmations and, and positive reinforcements uh, and the negative side of it all. So the, the tech addiction, I think, really stands out as something uh, I'm probably going to try to read more on too moving forward to really understand where the platform uh, can be better and, and do better. Mike, what about yourself? Any of these really stand out to you? Yeah, I think I'm in the same place. Is the the tech addiction, screen addiction, um, is is real, and I also feel that consciousness, collective consciousness, has raised in has been raised in interesting ways recently. And I do think there is something uh, happening around uh, social movements and collective awareness. And I do feel like the I'm curious where Facebook goes next. I know some of the, uh, there was a Congresswoman who was talking about, you know, the fact that uh, Facebook really hasn't seen any negative implications since Cambridge Analytica. I know that uh, Facebook's uh, stock has rallied since Zuckerberg uh, testified. Uh, I wonder whether that's going to continue or whether there is actually a, a larger awakening that's happening. I think if you look at our sample size of three, uh, we are curbing uh, our social media behavior in interesting ways, and it and we're we're seeing positive outcomes. So it, I, I equate it very much to fast food, and um, I think, you know, there there are still folks who are going to fall prey to it. But as we continue to talk about the the genuine health hazards of some of these behaviors, uh, and we focus on raising consciousness, teaching people how to engage with these things in more like productive pro-social ways. Uh, I, I'm somewhat hopeful. Um, and I do think it's a place where we have a platform here and uh, we'd love to hear from uh, educators and parents and consumers and learners who are, uh, you know, struggling with these problems as well. Cause um, it does feel like it's, it's a really critical trend probably among the most fundamental that we're facing and uh, and uh, really curious to see where it goes next. I'm going to hold off on any predictions. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, those have yeah, gone. Yeah, yeah. There's also got to be like a like a a um, congressional hearing. Throw the Facebook at him. Joke to be made. <laughs> like that. Like like that one. Yeah. For example. Yeah. That was also on my mind. Facebook him, Dano. Yeah. It's, yeah. I, it's all. It's all in there. <laughs> So I usually uh, mistake irony and use it incorrectly, but is it ironic to now ask people to uh, tweet at us and find us on Facebook to uh, discuss this episode further? Should we we delete our Facebook page? Yeah, it's amazing. Hot take. Delete your account. Yeah, there it is. Uh, There was a interesting Esquire article too, which I think I shared around, but I'll share on Twitter about uh, a candid conversation with extremely online folks, where uh, the author went and sought out people, some that. 10 most uh, avid Twitter users and talk to them about their memory, about their learning patterns, about how Twitter and being so, you know, socially involved has changed 
the way they retain information, the way they gain information. Uh, and it's a, a non-scientific study, uh, but it does show that each one of them says that they have trouble with short-term memory and that they have trouble with, you know, staying focused on tasks. I think anecdotally, we all know that. I think we've all seen that, that the more you are focused on something like digital media, uh, sorry, social media, um, it can wear on you over time and make it harder for you to retain and, and go. So I'll share that over on Twitter. Brandon, it looks like you have a thought on what I was just saying. You leaned in, do you? What were you saying? <laughs> well, you, have, you might have a thought. Yeah, no, that was my yeah. joke. My, yeah. I, I wanted, I have a joke, Dan. It was, it was what? Um, yeah, but I will now make a point. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yes, Dan, I think that's so fascinating. Um, I, I think it's going to be interesting to see whether the social, in the words, social media and social emotional learning end up meaning the same thing mm -hmm. because it could be that that what we're really finding is that there's like um platform mavens right like people who are the the most avid tweeters or you know the the people with the biggest insta followers and those skills are very platform specific and very different than having what like I as an old am saying is a more, I'm making uh, air quotes here, real social, emotional, uh, you know, capability mm -hmm. that um, it's not really, it's like those, those words are the same words, but they, they mean very different things. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I wonder if that um, is going to become more pronounced. Like the fact that SEL, social emotional learning and social media are both rising in uh, sort of at similar times, I think is not unrelated actually. And I think that you're going to find that they, they're actually, they're, they're addressing very, very different things that, that um, uh, may get related uh, as well. So yeah. uh, it's, it's, it'll be interesting to see on, on, uh, on both fronts. That's a great point. I think mindfulness as well, you know, and the fact that mindfulness apps are so hot is interesting. That, yeah. You know, you're still using a screen to kind of you know, get mindful is, uh, is, is pretty deep. Yeah. Lots to talk about, but no more. But That's, no more. It. That's, That's it. it. That's it. We're speaking of curbing things. We're out. We're going to curb your training and education addiction forthwith. There it is. As they both said, just the tip of the Zuckerberg here. We have plenty to get to on this topic in the future. Uh, we will talk much more about it all. Thanks so much for listening. Find us at uh, trendingineducation.com. Of course, uh, trendinged.com as well, at trendinged on Twitter and trendinged on Facebook. Happy to hear on, uh, from educators, from listeners, uh, from administrators, everybody about this topic and so much more as we move forward. Thanks so much for listening to Trending in Education. <laughs>